When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you just did, so... You're very successful in pissing me off, which is a good thing, don't you think? Done and done. Done and done. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, David Rashi. How you doing, David? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Never better. Well, now that you're here, never better. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very genuine, David. I want you to know that there's a lot, uh-huh. of, yeah, lot, lot right. of heart involved. Uh-huh. Uh, David Rashi. I, I can feel. I, I can feel the smoke. Go ahead. No, actually, I'm. I, I actually am a big fan of yours. I've been for a long, long time because the way, well, Sledgehammer. I, I, I know we have, have current things to talk about, but I got it. Sledgehammer was fantastic. Well, how old are you? Like five? No, I uh, right now. I'm, God, I, I hate to tell you how old I was, but I was in my thirties. That's sad. <laughs> oh, thank God you, David. David. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. You've suddenly made me very, very sad, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll try my best to make you even sadder as we go along. You know, what? I, here's what I love about Hollywood, David. I give you a compliment on this magnificent show, Sledgehammer. I found it very, very funny. And he goes, oh, you're too old to talk to. Goodbye. <laughs> really nice, He's David. Like, uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you know, buck up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> buck up. I thought, you, I thought you were my dad for a second. You went with an F instead of a B at the beginning of that. But No, 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 no. <laughs> it's okay, David. That. We will allow for whatever you want. So, David, I just want to pipe down here, but I did want to tell you first that I did love Sledgehammer. I thought it was a very, very funny show, so tip of the cap to that one, and now let's talk about... Well, thanks very much. You know, we were were ahead of the curve there. We were before... Yes. the Naked Gun before the airplane movies. They were yep. that was all preceded that that type of humor. So, very proud of that. Well, you should be because, like I said, of all these, even though I'm now 104 years old, <laughs> you poor bastard, <laughs> David. If I still drank, we should get together and drink sometime. But I don't drink anymore, so never mind. Hey, I we can let's not drink together. Okay, well, perfect. You come to town, we'll not drink together. We'll go have. There you go. Well, that's hey, you, you're my guy. Like okay. Uh, Carl Muller, uh, Four Seasons on. My God, Succession oh, just blew up, David. It's succession. another amazing show. I don't think, I, the, the, has there ever been a show like that in the history of television? I don't think so. Um, I read three newspapers. I read The Guardian, The Washington Post, and The New York Times. 
Uh, and uh, I would say over the last season, over during, while the season was on, and before and after, there were one, two, or three articles in every single newspaper on succession, mm-hmm. on some, uh, you know, on the characters, on the clothes, on the handbag, on the, the locations. I said, you know, they're they're interviewing the dust bunnies. I you know it just. It really, it's a, it's such such attention, and uh, I mean, it was a, it was a great show, but I, you know, I, it's really funny. You know, um, sometimes you you don't realize. Well, you do realize it, but then you don't. You realize how something great is when you're with it, and then when it's over, you realize even more so. Like Tina Turner. I mean, I used to listen to Tina Turner, but oh. I took her for granted. Yeah. Oh, but when her. she died, I listened to it again, and I thought, oh my god, wow. I mean, I didn't really get how great she was. And I think Secession's in kind of the same way. Oh. You know, you love it while you watch it, but then in retrospect, you see how um, how monumental the event was. Oh, I, we love Succession at our house. That was, we're, we're still mourning the loss, but, uh, and without giving anything away, David, with the ending, um, could it have gone any other way? Because it feels like, the first one, finding out the ending, I had that feeling of going, oh, it feels like that's not the right ending. But the more time I got away from it, the more time I thought, I don't think it could have gone any other way. What's your opinion on it? I think so, too. And, you know, it, the reason that it went the way it went is because of the writer, Jesse Armstrong, the creator, who is just, he, I mean, this show is him. I think all awards, all acting awards, everything, they should just go to him. Let's just give the award to the guy who deserves it. And that's Jesse Armstrong. And this, you know, this product project was the result of the... I, I, I can't tell you how hard they worked, the writers and Jesse. Endless, endlessly. Night and day, they slaved over every word. It's not like anything... Nothing was easy. There was no dialogue like, you know... Jim, uh, do you have the keys? Uh, no, I, I, I thought you had them. No, I think that you had them. You know, none of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, this, this dialogue was sharp and crisp and witty, and, and it never just lay there. It always kept you going in a direction. Um, it's, um, I, I, think, I think that, that you see, one sees now that the, end, that the seeds for the ending um, were, I think that's what they did. I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of had a general idea that it might be, you know, who. Yeah. Uh, but, but you didn't know how. And I think looking over the history of the show of the four years, it was clear that certain, certain things it really were inevitable. And uh, it was courageous. I mean, has there ever been a more courageous decision than the third episode of the last season? Yeah. I won't tell you what happened. I know. Uh, I mean, you don't do that. You just don't do that. I mean, if somebody's going to do that, you do it in the last episode. You got a big theme, right? A big, you know, I tell mother, I, you know, none of that stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's, and you know, he has a, the, the one word which is bandied about with regard to Jesse, who was the most polite, kind, deferential, easy, wonderful person, is ruthless because he. Uh, he cut whatever wasn't necessary. He cut things down to the bone. I mean, I would say probably the last um, um, was 90 minutes. I'm sure they had three hours. Oh, I and they just that. cut, cut, cut. And, and I mean, I was, I, 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 I was there to shoot it. 
and I could see that, you know, um, like there was a, a fight between uh, Kendall and uh, and um, Roman, and, you know, that went on like, I don't know, five minutes, you know, in real time. And he cut it down to like 10 seconds. He took the, 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 the most important part of everything. And so what you're seeing is the most stellar moments, and even the ones he loved and couldn't bear to cut, he cut them. He cut them in, in, in characters he loved. He cut them uh, all in the interest of this show, and I think it shows. Yeah, it definitely does. I've um, One more question about Succession. I know that you, I'm, I'm just a nerd for this show. Was it, you know, in between okay. um, the scenes with Brian Cox, they're so intense. When there's breaks, do you guys relax or do you just keep that tension up and just kind of don't communicate? It's kind of hard to keep it up that long because it takes a long time. You know, like, I mean, if you do, like, one angle, then you have to relight and go to the other angle. So, I mean, everybody, you keep it in your back pocket, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you give it up completely, like, after the season, we say, you know, hey, how are the kids? I mean, you can ask how the kids are, but you have to remember that you're still there and you're still in it. And so um, that's what I would say, that everybody keeps it... Um, keeps it in their back pocket. It's all, it's always lurking there. The scene is still there. Uh, you're having lunch, whatever. You're still thinking about it. Because uh, you can't start from zero. Yeah. You know, you have to have to have something going on because you never know when they're going to start shooting it. You know, you can be sitting there and, and you're thinking, oh, well, it looks like they're not going to get me for an hour. And they say, David, let's go. You know, whoop, there you go. Um, because you never know because, you know, the light changes or somebody gets sick or the, the prop breaks or God only knows what can happen. So uh, everybody is on call 24 hours a day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the next time we have David on, we're going to talk about, about my father, but that'll probably be next year now. I'm so sorry, David. I'm so I'm such a nerd for That's Succession. Okay. I just, my husband's okay. going to die that I talked to Robert De Niro at his best. Sebastian Monoschulko at his best. It's it's a really really funny movie. Yes, yeah. well, there's no question. Well, I, David, I, seriously, I was very serious at the beginning. I'm a big fan of yours. Have been going all the way back to oh, my 30s, sweet. as I said. I was in, I was in my 30s when I first started liking you. Please come back, sir. I there love talking go. to you. Thank you. Whoa! Hey, we cut, good that cut producer. Off. Well, it was he was out right at nine o'clock. Yeah. Maybe. No, that's so funny. He comes on to talk about to promote a new show and didn't get one promo in for it. But, oh, my God, he I couldn't believe how much detail he went in when I used the great. question. I, you could tell he's still living in succession mindset. Yeah. Because it was probably just such a big part of his life. Like I, I was like, whoa, he's going into way more detail than I thought, and I, I loved it. But. Well, we're going to watch. I am definitely going to watch this because Sebastian Maniscalco, Robert De Niro, Leslie Bibb, Anders Holm, David Rashi. Brett Dyer and Kim Cattrall, the hottest comic in America, Sebastian Maniscalco, joins forces with legendary Italian-American and two-time Oscar winner Robert De Niro. The film centers around Sebastian Maniscalco, who is encouraged by his fiancée, Leslie Bibb, to bring his immigrant hairdresser father, Salvo, that's Robert De Niro, of course, to a weekend get-together with their super-rich and exceedingly eccentric family. The weekend develops into what can only be described as a culture clash, leaving Sebastian and Salvo to discover that the great thing about family is everything about family. David Rashi is in it, ladies and gentlemen. Movie is available everywhere, from what I understand. So I just wanted to make sure, since we never got to it in the interview. But I understand. See, 
I, I was a huge. You guys probably don't remember Sledgehammer. No, it I've was never ter- heard of it. Ter- terrific show, really. And it's like a mock. You mean it's like a? It's kind of like a mock cop series. Okay. It doesn't mock the cops. It just no. changes the view of them. Yeah. I think you're right when you say it was a, ahead of its time because I even wrote down Sledgehammer because I was like, what? I want to look into this. It's really good. And he was terrific in it because he's got this deal. It's part of his personality. It's like, what a dink. <laughs> you know, he's really good with that stuff. So uh, we'll we'll just keep uh, search. Uh, we haven't seen Pierre yet? Not yet. Okay, no, so I'll, make sure he wasn't I'll keep there, an eye out in the though. lobby. We'll get her done. Pierre Douglas is supposed to be appearing in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. He will be at Laugh Camp Comedy at 490 Robert Street in North St. Paul this weekend, 8, 8 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. When Pierre gets here, we will uh, sit down and schmooze with him as well. I'm just looking at some some difference. And again, one thing, and, and AJ, um, you know, he's in for, for Rudy today. When I bring up anything to do with politics now, it's not because I support either side. So when I bring up a story about Biden and, and it's positive or negative or Trump, or it's positive or negative. It's not, it's me reading the news. You know, I find it interesting about that is people think that's your idea of how the world should be. And all you're doing is reading the news. Well, I, I haven't worked with you, Tom, too much recently. But in the short times that I have filling in here or back um, last summer with the family podcast. Right. You're, I think, very neutral. I am. I'm really neutral. You simply, you're like the bloodhound because you just search out the news story, you read it, and it's like, let's discuss. Let's discuss. I don't think you really dig your heels in too much on either side, which is nice. And I've been a Democrat and I've been a Republican. I've Mm -hmm. been both. and I I didn't hate them. It just didn't fit for me because you get convinced of your ideas and you think the other person is horrible. And I'm just not going to get involved in that. I don't think people are horrible just because they disagree with my political views. Yeah. I have a different life than you do. I grew up differently than other people did. You grew up differently than I did. We're not going to agree on everything. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but, but here's a story. Trump promised food for everyone. Did you see that scene where he was at that, that restaurant in Miami, I guess it was? I think that's where he was. After he got out of court. No, he, this is new to me. And he kept saying, food for everyone, food for everyone. There's an article now in the National News that said that he skipped off, out on the bill. A question I have for you, how would you know that? How would you know he skipped out on the bill? Because it's none of your business, first of all. I would guess maybe one of the families in the restaurant probably got up to leave and then, you know, waited her hand on the chest like, I don't, where, where do you think you're going? Where do you, you think? Th- well, if and, they had proof like that, I might yeah. believe it. But this, this is just one of those stories that they'll throw it out there because they don't even have to prove it's true. I, people are going to believe it if they want to. That's exactly right. Some half the people are going to say this is bullshit, and the other half the people are going to say, oh, I knew it. I knew he'd do that. It's just this, this puking up the hatred that we do in the news every day is getting really old. And by we, I just mean the world. It's not just America anymore either. It's the entire no. world. Mm-hmm. You're always pissed off. You're always very filled with hate, and you try to stir up as much trouble as you can. You're the asshole here. I hope you understand that. You think people do understand that? I think that people, there's kind of like two trains, you know, two thoughts here going on mm-hmm. is that they either want to be involved in the chaos and they don't care what it does to themselves and others. Right. Or they're like, you know what? I need to not be involved in this. 
Yeah, so why the the hatred and the the anger and all? What what is that all about? I don't know. You know, I just don't surround myself with those people, Good. and I just don't know because even when sometimes you'll go, "Did you watch the national news?" and I'll say, "Nope." I don't blame you. I, I really watch l- very little of it now because it's so. In- First of all, the people they have on now are so incredibly annoying. Yes, because one side Fox thinks they're all funny, and not one of them's funny. And then CNN on the other side, they're very serious and they're, oh, I'm so, I can't smile at all. I can't smile on the news. Like, you're both so full of shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's disgusting. No, it is. I think, I think staying away from it is probably, until you're ready. It's good for me. Yeah, I think it is. It is good for me. But then I can't read stories like that and go, well, that's not true. We don't know if he paid. We will never know if he paid for it or not because it's none of our business. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not. It's funny because I've heard these about every celebrity person, um, especially when they have these big groups. They'll say somebody walked out on a check and I'm like, I yeah. could so see that happening in really? a big group by accident. Oh, like yeah. if that's I was in true. a huge group yeah, and you just assume you kind of like it. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's like to be on that level where you aren't concerned with not necessarily who's paying, but like you assume you're going to be the one paying, but like you maybe aren't the one with handing your card over. Maybe it's like your assistant that does that or this or that. I don't look into these. The he ran out on his check. Yeah, and I, I it's ridiculous. Listen, I think it's funny. I like, think it's if funny it's tr- too. If it's true, it's hilarious. But I'm sure what <laughs> like what, what Brittany's saying is he probably said that. I doubt that that guy carries his own pocketbook. Right. You know, There's like, no way he, he would have paid like, the bill. Hey, Jim. Right. You go ahead and take you, care of this. Yeah. I, I got places to be, obviously. And so. knowing it comes out of your funds or whatever. Exactly. I don't, I, you've probably heard this about every celebrity ever when they're in big groups as they walked out on their bill. I think they did one about Hillary Clinton when, uh, and, and she had to formally go there and do like a photo booth of like her handing the check. And it's like, I would never, this was a misunderstanding because we had a big group. And it's like, anybody who has half a brain, I'm not going to ever think that any of these people are going to walk out on their check. You know, I have a question for you about that. Why don't we ever hear about, and he liked the job so much that he paid uh, 200% of the bill. Why don't those stories ever pop up? Because it happens a yeah. lot. Yeah. I'm sure. So why don't we ever see those stories? People being nice to one another. Yeah, I don't know. Because nobody wants to read sell, that. Tom. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell, Tom. It's exactly what it is, true. We need yeah, blood 100%. and gore. That's what we need. <laughs> we really I'll, I'll promise you this. If you pay me 200% of my paycheck today... I will tell everyone about it. I'll write an article for you. <laughs> I will write. Wait a second. Let me see if I got a 20 on me. Oh. Ah! I'll... She strolled right into that one. And then I'd still have to make change for you. <laughs> yeah, I still need five bucks back. That's exactly right. No, you look. How about an people... IOU? Yeah, it could be an IOU. <laughs> the people that, that I'm around, that we're around, you've seen this happen before, Brittany that the people I hang out with are very generous with servers or car parkers or whatever because I hang out with really decent people. But nobody will ever hear about that. Nobody will ever know about that because yeah, they don't talk about that. Why does it, it – You that would never matter to you. What matters to me in the fact that it's making people happy. No, I know, but, like, it would never matter to you for that getting out. I, oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just am responding to when you said about you. Yeah. I'm like, listen – you're, it, it's something that drives us within to be nice to people. That, mm-hmm. That's coming from within. If somebody doesn't get joy out of making your, uh, you know, the person who works on your car laugh 
or being nice to the person at Barlow's, if that doesn't come within, if he doesn't feel good to do that, yeah. then that's just never going to happen. Like, our be, being an asshole must feel better to them. And, and yeah, there's that's a, true. Then that must be a miserable life. But, like, I think most people do want to have a positive interaction. When you're, when you're, I hope so. When you're I living your so. best life, again, you never know what's going on with people. So if people are an asshole, I usually give them the benefit of the doubt. Who knows what's going on in their personal yeah. life? But, like, day to day, it's got to... It's got to, f- who wants to walk around being an asshole? A lot of people. Lots and lots of people want to yeah. be an asshole. And then you should say to yourself, I'm so thankful. I'm Absolutely. the type that gets joy out of wanting to be. I would hate it if AJ left here and thought, oh, God, I that sh- I hate going to that show. They're all so mean to me, the anxiety. I would feel. That's what I'm actually going to do today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and That's then how, I'm leaving out the door. Amy will say. <laughs> Tom, you and I just yeah, yeah. solo next yeah, Friday. Yeah. I would. I would literally <laughs> die if that's ever anyone said that came into the studio was like, Brittany was an asshole to me. But like, of yeah. course, I have days, I'm sure, whatever. But like my day to day, I feel good about trying to be like, hey, what, you know, that's very and we true. should be very thankful that that makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think there's any question about yeah. that. I, I hope we do get back to a point where, well, it's never going to get back there on the news because they make way too much money, as AJ already pointed out. It's money, money, money. Uh, they act like pricks to some people and they kiss other people's asses. That's what they do. They're on opposite sides. I find that disgusting. But the whole world now, it, everything is about money now. Every single... Has it always been that way, do you think? Probably. I don't... I maybe, hope not. Maybe not as blatantly. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. I got a great wife. I got a great, great kids, great grandkids, great friends. I love my birth family. I miss my mother horribly. I got way too many great things in my life to be worried about this kind of BS. Yeah. You know? No, and that's what's key, right? Like, Absolutely. And I, I, we've touched on this too, man. During the pandemic and during times in my life where I haven't had a lot going on, that's when I've been the worst um, because I don't have a lot going on. And that's when I start going, well, what what vaccines did they did or didn't take? You know, or yeah, well, who did they vote right, for? Right. When I start going... But when I'm busy and living my normal life and I have like my, you know, my kiddo, my dogs, my husband, this job and fun things I get to do, then I don't. And I go back to what's that person like to me? Are they nice to me? Are they mean to me? I don't Mm -hmm. care who they voted for, how long their grass is in their yard or what their haircuts look like. I Then I don't care about all that. But when I'm not in a good place mentally, I start finding myself just being a monster. Really? It's yeah. hard to believe that you're a monster. Well, I'm, I was trying to give her a compliment. That seemed genuine. It didn't. Really? It, did. it didn't seem quite genuine. It did not seem that. But I mean, that's when you start. I remember, and this, this is very, here's a very specific one. I, um, it was during the pandemic. Justin still had his job. He was working from home. All my jobs were gone. And I was not in a good place. I was terrified. Where, where am I going to whatever? Where am I work? Should I switch? You know, should I go back to school? All these things. And I had a lot of time on my hands and not a lot to do. And I found myself, so I would make dinner and it'd be done by six. And if Justin wasn't downstairs by six, I would get so mad at him. Keep in mind, he's the only one keeping our like mortgage, all that stuff. Right, but right. I didn't have a lot going on. So I like needed him to care about this small, minute detail. And we had like one fight about it. And then it was like, we both were like, sorry, sorry. You know, we, you know, and it was like, those are the moments you go, okay, I need to be busy. I need to have other things going on because 
caring about him coming down at 6 or 6.30 when it's food that we can definitely reheat is a very <laughs> weird feeling. It's all true. We'll just keep moving forward with life. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a friend that wants to be on the show. Who do they contact? Me or Rudy, doesn't matter. So they just they reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Because uh, he wants to be on the show, and I think he should be on the show. Okay. He's the, uh, he directs, uh, I don't know if it's the Pride Festival or Pride itself. Oh, super We have fun. a family, family friend named Andy. Great person. You know, they're our next-door neighbor, Mike and Susan's relatives, the son, the daughter. Yeah, the daughter of one, our next-door neighbors. But, but uh, Andy runs up the, the Pride Festival. Yeah. And I, I think they do like the, you know, parades and all that stuff. I think, I think he does all that stuff. But he has the most straightforward view of what really Pride is, what Pride really is about. And, of course, the news always has to put a negative tone. Like, oh, some people don't like it. Well, some people don't like the fact that sun shines. Why are you bringing that up? Yeah. Well, we got to stop doing that. Have, have, live your life. Be happy. I would say the only thing I'd ever heard negative about Pride is... Is Andy. She's is Andy. A horrible guy. Is when people are annoyed with traffic, but that's with any yeah, event. Big that's event. any event, exactly. Um, but no, normally most people, I mean, Pride is fun. Pride is just for fun. And Pride, you, you should go, you know, depending, you know, who you are, what you do, you can go to Pride and have a really Absolutely. good time Everybody walking around. Absolutely, just got to calm down. How are you doing? Do you live in do you live in the uh in the Denver time zone? Yes. I thought so. Yeah. What time zone is that? <laughs> I don't know. Great question. <laughs> he goes what? The mountain time zone, by the way. That's what it is. Okay. I gotta I got see now I gotta grab the info here. I got the info right here. No, I was just teasing you because it's like quarter. I gotta take I do have to take a break here. We'll be right back though. Okay. All right. Perfect. We can kind of settle in that way. Pierre Douglas with us, ladies and gentlemen, Laugh Camp Comedy Club, 490 Robert Street North in St. Paul tonight and tomorrow night. Right back with Pierre right after this. Also, you a baseball fan? No. Not at all. It'll be for this purpose. Okay, because Ken Herbeck, <laughs> legendary, legendary baseball player. Hit a, he tells me about every week, because we're good friends, okay. and he tells me about every week that he hit a grand slam in a World Series. Oh, so cool. I have to hear that, like, every week the rest of my life, Pierre. It's going to be hell, but he'll be with us as well. Oh, yeah. On the phone, though. On the phone. That's a legend. We're talking to him. Perfect. No, well, now we're talking. Pierre will be with us. Also, <laughs> Phil and Kent right after this. Oh, I got to read yeah. this, don't I? Good job, man. Ooh, I like that. Where are you going? I have to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> oh, God. We had to hear how she has to go to the bathroom. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, I got to read this commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, right back. It's Tommy B for our new advertiser, Niemeyer Trailer Sales. It's been a part of Minnesota since 1965. The name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camp wherever you want, no motors but pulled trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business, and now brother and sister team Tim and Lisa handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko Newmarket. The best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business, who simply do what they say they will do every time because their names are on the building. And with a huge selection and RV uh, services pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you were looking for. They take care of every memory maker, I mean customers that come in, their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. When you need someone to listen, 
A lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Mets Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, we're back. I'm trying to enter the studio and it will not let me do it. Oh, see, it's doing that. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it finally did it. It recycled. See, just the fact that your presence, that you came over here. It's I cared. Changed everything. All right. That's all I know. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're all here. So everybody's up. Everybody's good. We like it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. Now, I have to read this, Pierre. Pierre Douglas is with us uh, at Laugh Cam Comedy uh, tonight and tomorrow night, 490, Robert Street in St. Paul. But I have to read this. This first line, you're going to go, Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> right? But I have to say this. Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Um in your job, do you have to have to stand up and go, hey, please welcome this legend friend of mine? Yes. You have to do that? Got to do it. Well, see, there you go. 
I'd use the big, big, big words. Now, Phil, is Kent even with us, or does because he's a legend, does big, he hold off a couple of minutes? Big words for a big guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pierre Douglas in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen, and I wanted Phil and Kent both to know that because now, um, Pierre, did you say you're you're not a baseball fan? I'm not a baseball fan. My son is. My son is. Oh, your son is. He loves it. He plays it. Um, but I couldn't tell you any position on that field or anything like that. So what did you play? And you play sports? I didn't play anything. You didn't play any sports. I tried basketball, didn't make the team, and I was like, all right. <laughs> that was <laughs> I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good on this. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with this. Everybody be, I ain't playing this anymore. Let's try comedy instead. Let's yeah. do comedy. Exactly. Kent, <laughs> Phil, I tried and tried and tried to be happy. I finally blame it on Herbeck and Phil. Every Thursday they lose because you two hun yucks are coming on the next day. There you go. Got to blame it on somebody. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, what do you think? Uh, look, I mean, you know what? Yes, sir. I, I had a uh, had a wonderful time at the ballpark last Friday night. Um, went to the ball game. Was it Friday night? I, my days are screwed up. Uh, <laughs> heck, well, when did they play the Brewers? The night they came back and played the Brewers. That wasn't Friday night. That was Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wasn't that like Tesday? Yeah, that was, was Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night. What a crowd. The crazy Brewer fans were in town. 35,000 people at the ballpark. Wonderful ball game. Had a great time. Uh, Brewers led the whole game, and the Twins come back and win in the ninth inning. Yep. Um, yep. You know, a great, great day at the ballpark. Beautiful evening. Fun crowd. You kind of wish it could be like that all the time. They should play the Brewers about. 70 times a year it'd be fun because of the atmosphere that yeah. was at the ballpark yep. it, was, yep. it was just phenomenal brewers fans um, are something man do you ever notice when you walk around the ballpark and bre- like every brewers fan is wearing beige cargo shorts and like a jeff jenkins jersey <laughs> from 15 years ago? those shorts yeah and they have they've got some stale beer on their breath like and there's just like ten thousand of them roaming around target field in downtown minneapolis <laughs> what's wrong what's, what's wrong with I have I have beige shorts on in a Twins jersey right now. Is that nothing? Uh-oh. Nothing. Yeah, no, absolutely Uh-oh. nothing. It's a great. It's a great. Do you have a Jeff <laughs> Jenkins jersey on too, Herbie? And my beer. Well, my no. My my breath smells like stale beer too. No, <laughs> not you. I, was, I already told Pierre. By the way, I said when he said I got to the ballpark, it was great. He owns a bar at the ballpark, okay? So oh, that's why it was great. That's why it was no, great. you know what I was doing? I was I was bartending. I was bartending at the Summit Brewery uh, Summit Pub oh, that night for an hour. Wonderful. I did the, I did a little guest bartending gig that night, and uh, you know what was really cool was the people that came up to the you know came up to the bar. I was kind of just helping pour beer and stuff like that. I wasn't doing all the credit card stuff and everything that was way over my head, but I had a great time. <laughs> had a great time with the folks that were working at the bartenders that were working there. But how many people came up to the bar, husband and wife or boy and girlfriend or whatever, and one of them had a twin shirt on and one of them had a brewer shirt oh, on. Oh God, yeah. It was just surprising. I was like, all right, what what's what's wrong in this family here? And then they, they, their kid would be standing back there and he'd have a brewer shirt on. I says, Well we're not teaching him right, first of all. <laughs> but it was just it was really neat to to see the the amount of people that were are, are split in the families uh, as far as brewer fans or twins fans so that was kind of a fun night chatting with the folks at the uh, 
at the ballpark that night and see the different, uh, just the different people. That was, like I said, it was a great night. It was a fun night at the ballpark. It was a, it was a, a just a great atmosphere. And, and, uh, wasn't a great atmosphere at the ballpark yesterday. A little, some people got upset. Mr. Gray was a little upset. He got taken out of the ball game. Right. Was, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, kind of a letdown to get beat by Detroit, but uh, they're not out there trying to lose the ball game themselves. They played a good ball game. They came back and beat the Twins last night, but uh, yesterday afternoon or whenever, when the heck was it yesterday, last night? It was indeed, yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, so uh, they got a few more, what, three more here with Detroit. They could uh, make some hay, hopefully, and come back and play some better baseball. And if you guys can breathe, I'm, I'm actually out in Wyoming right now, so... Uh, watched the game early last night and and uh, uh, watched the ball game. And I understand you guys are having a hard time breathing around there because of the air quality. Not as smoky as it was, thank God. It's getting a little better. Pierre, when, when did you get to town? I've been here. So, oh, so you've been here the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. you so, saw how bad it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, I got up, went out, and I what is what's going on? I didn't know Canada was on fire. Um, so yeah, Canada's <laughs> on fire. Unfortunately, what are you going to do? I didn't know we're that close to Canada. If we touch it, I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know we touched Canada to be that close to have smoke. All You're a North place? Side guy all oh, the way, goodness. man. <laughs> Pierre, where are you from? I'm where from North Minneapolis. From? But I didn't know like Canada was like two blocks away. Like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> we all learned something that day. <laughs> yes, yeah, just two blocks. Two blocks away. I can't, I'm either going to West Broadway or Canada. I don't know which That's way it. I'm going to turn. <laughs> It'll be phenomenal. Yeah, if you go, if you go east, you run into. Run into Target Field, and then if you go north two blocks, you run into Canada. Patrols <laughs> right there, right, <laughs> right into Canada. Oh my God, it's a big deal around here because the Twins are the only professional franchise, other than of course the Minneapolis Lakers. Long mm-hmm. before your time, but the Minneapolis Lakers won championships. But the Minnesota Twins won two World Series, and our other teams can't seem to get that done. So that's <laughs> the only reason I even talked to Herbeck. Otherwise, okay. they wouldn't even talk to him. You know, right? They did yeah, have to. Uh, don't forget about. Don't forget, about our links. Don't forget about the links. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Very good point. That's a really good point. Did you stay for the concert last night? I was not at the game. Oh, that's right. You're in, in Wyoming. Wyoming. I forgot. You just told me. Yeah. That. Yep. My uh, my uh, niece went to the game last night. And who was it? What, T-Pan or something? T-Pan. Yep, nope. T-Pan, yes. T-Pan. He's actually yeah. spot on. It's P-Pan. When you get up in the middle of the night and you now, pee Pierre, in a pan. Pierre, do you know who T-Pan, T-Pan is? I know T-Pan. <laughs> I'm familiar with T-Pan. <laughs> I have no clue who he is. I heard he's put on the phone. I've had a lot of shoulders. T-Pan in my life. <laughs> and my knees and shoulders and stuff. But, <laughs> but I don't know who he is. So I'm still job. I'm still drying out from. I was at the concert last night, oh, and I uh, might have had an extra adult beverage or two. <laughs> no, so I mean the still song. Out. The song alone says you have to buy a drink. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I had to stick around for "In Love with a Stripper" just to see. Just to see, there, there was like probably ten to fifteen thousand people that stuck around after the game to watch. So, yeah, he uh, he killed it last night. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest nice. with you. I was talking to Pierre about this earlier. About you know, he he and I grew up in the same neighborhood. Many, many years apart, <laughs> but in the same neighborhood. And I was just uh, just thinking about that whole deal. Did I even let Northside guys go in the stadium? Of course. 
Yeah. <laughs> he goes, of course. Yeah, you have to now. With with 2023, you will, we will go on Twitter real fast. Okay. They wouldn't let me in the stadium. They wouldn't let us in the stadium. And then uh, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. That'd be wonderful. That'd be magnificent. The Twins have been a, a huge thing. Well, the Twins, the Vikings, they they both came into the market in 60-61, uh, somewhere back in that uh, period. So to be, a, at that time, an eight-year-old boy, was that was a huge thing for me. Yeah, I didn't right. like the band, but you know, because if, because the Lakers had just left, I think I was about five when they went to Los Angeles. I think that's about right. Bob Short yeah. owned the team, didn't he? I think Bob Short sold the team to somebody in Los Angeles. I think is what I think happened. Sid Hartman was involved in that too, wasn't Sid he, part of that? Yes, he was. Was the basketball team too? Yeah, or he was part of it. I miss Sidney. Because every time he would listen to the show, I'd do a morning show mm-hmm. for 52 years. I've been on the radio in this yeah. market, right? So, and you knew Sid Hartman. Did you know him? No. Isn't he? he was a sports reporter for, he died okay. at 100 years old two oh, years wow. ago. Oh, wow. And he was a sports reporter at 100 years old. That was wonderful. But here's what I would get. I would go to the Twins game. I'd complain about a couple of things. And right at 9.01 or 10.01, depending on when I got off the phone, ring goes, uh, Bernard, why are you bitching about the team again? We're not going to put up with it. Sid would always get very angry with me for complaining about our teams, but it all works out in the end. But you got no, you've been to the, the baseball stadium. I've been to the baseball stadium. I stayed for about 15, 20 minutes. And then <laughs> <laughs> was it hard to stay the whole 15 it, it minutes? It was boring. Beer? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so there wasn't any baseball going on. It was it's just, baseball. It's like oh, early. still boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might have just been too high up. So, oh, you think so? Probably so. Probably lower. Did you get some good food, though? Because they have really good food Yeah, I couldn't there. afford it at the time. Yeah, same. Same. I'm still... still I'm not bringing anybody. Really my kid nice. or my husband is not coming with really if I'm going nice. to go to the Twins game. But. You can't afford You that. want a hot dog? What, no. Wait till we get home. Yeah, right? We're going to split it three ways. Coming up with that hot dog cash. So what do you guys think of this now? I mean, obviously, we don't like opening up losing to Detroit. Detroit sucks, but... Detroit's not going to lose 162 games, so why even talk about it that way, I suppose? But I got to believe they'll come back, come storming back and take a couple in a row here, don't you think? I, I look, you know, like I said, the, the atmosphere at the ballpark when I saw it the other day was, was great. The guys seem to be fired up about it. They like the idea there's a big crowd and what have you, but, uh, um, you know, they still they just, just can't seem to get on a roll. They, you know, jumped up 4-1 to one right away yesterday. Yeah, yep. And you're thinking, okay, here we go, and uh, boy, they end up uh, end up getting beat in the end, which is which was a, a tough thing, and uh, those kind of hurt when when you you know you jump up like that. You got to keep the keep the pedal a little metal and, and try to keep pounding runs in and keep and they just kind of laid around and come back and, and beat them. So it, it uh, that that's that, those are the heartbreaking losses. But again, you got to throw that stuff behind you and and uh, come out for you know for a new day it's a new day and you got a the old tom kelly saying i heard a million times you know one day at a time can't get too high can't get too low you right gotta, you gotta go back out there and uh they just can't seem to get on a a good solid role i mean the, the pitching staff to me has done a you know a fantastic job this year they, they've been tremendous as we know and and uh you know they've had some trouble in the bullpen once in a while but they just can't get on a roll with the the offense. The offense just keeps sputtering, man. It seems like it seems like they're getting water in the gas once in a while or something. They just they they go like crazy one game and the next day they it's like where the heck you guys 
what are you guys doing here? You know, <laughs> they strike out a bunch and get to put the ball in play and see what happens. But they, uh, again, we, we can't say nothing. They're in first place. So, uh, you know, hopefully the, the end of September when we're do, talking on a Friday, we still can compl- complain how bad they are, but they're still in first place. I'll take that. As long yeah, as you, yeah. you win your division, right? And go from there. No, you're absolutely right about that. Hey, look, first of all, um, Kent, you need to understand something that, that that game was ruined by you people yesterday. And by you people, I mean the Twins had a 4-1 to lead until my bohemian wife sat next to me and the game tanked. So you being a bohemian, you don't understand it's you and Catherine's fault. Right, yeah, and you have to you have to remember not to turn the TV on and watch the games. Yeah, that's right. Just stay away from us, Tom. Don't watch our games. Leave us alone. <laughs> that's exactly right. It is. Hey, my Phil, Phil, have you been around the ballpark the last few days? You said you were there last night, huh? I was there last night, and then I was there uh, the, the last homestand for for a couple games. But I haven't been like in the clubhouse or in the in the press box. I'm mostly just okay. uh, an idiot fan drinking beer and watching from afar. But but I did. I kind of love the Sonny Gray. I love your thought on this. So Sonny Gray, the starting pitcher you guys mentioned, he got pulled after four kind of tumultuous innings, but he wanted to right. go back out there. And he generally, since he's been here the last couple of years, is kind of pissed that they don't let him pitch deeper into games more right, often. So, right. like, where do you draw that line of, all right, is he is he? Do you think he's being a little selfish, or do you or do you like to see a little tension like that between a starting pitcher and a manager from time to time? Well, you don't like to see any tension at all in the clubhouse, of course, first of all. Uh, in your workplace, I guess you don't like it. But uh, I, I like the bulldog the bulldog attitude he's got. Hey, let me uh, – I know I'm struggling, but uh, what do you say? What was his comment? Uh, let me finish the fight or whatever that was under that man or yep. I want to fight the fight or whatever. And he was struggling, man. He, was, he wasn't anywhere near the plate. Um, only gave up two runs. Um had 70-some pitches. I don't know if they were looking at the pitches or what, but they, he was struggling in the fourth inning, and they got uh, – was it um, – who, who came in? The left-hander came in um, for him in the fifth. But he uh, he was up and, and warming up in the bullpen. I figured as long as they had him warmed up, they were going to bring him in, you know, the way it looked. And, and uh, you know, Rocco decided to go with that move. But uh, it's nice to see, hey, I, I love the guy. You know, I played behind some – Great pitchers, uh, you know Jack Morris's and the and the Bert Blylevens, mm-hmm. Kevin Tappanies and the Scotty Erickson. These guys were bulldogs out there too. They wanted to pitch. They didn't want to go up and watch the game in the clubhouse. They wanted to be part of it. And um, you had to get a a tow truck to get them those guys off the mound. You know they had to pull them off the mound. And, but uh, and that's that's what I see in Sonny Gray. He's he's a bulldog and he wants to keep pitching. And he knew he knew he was struggling. But uh, you know, he was hoping he he only gave up two runs. He was leading four to two. He wanted to go back out there, so it's nice to see. But you don't want to see any tension, and hopefully they got it cleared up. And it sounds like they did. Yeah, no question. I mean, I just got a call from some guy named Frank Viella. Said uh, thanks, Kent, for mentioning me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Frank Viola. Yeah, oh, and Frank Viola. Yeah, he was pretty good in that World Series, in my memory. That's all I have Frankie, to say. Frankie was good anytime he stepped on the mound. Frankie, Frankie went hard at it too. Yep. He did. Frankie, yep. Frankie was a wonderful pitcher and a wonderful guy. Frankie's a lot of fun. Today, I always talk about Frankie and I had a riff, or but Frankie wanted to. 
he didn't want to pitch for us anymore or something like that. He was going to Boston or whatever. I said, right. well, go ahead. And then people thought I was mad at Frank. I said, well, if a guy doesn't want to play on the team that I'm on, I don't want him on the team. I agree with right? that. I absolutely agree with that. No question about it. That's why I'm sounds getting like a riff up. to me, actually. Sounds like a sounds like a riff to me. Well, that's you, Phil, but who who cares about you? <laughs> who cares about you? Oh, you're starting to treat. I, I love that. Who cares about you? Hey, we have a little tension. We have a little tension on the show. Workplace See, it's good. And, now, and, now, and now watch us. We're going to move past it, and now we are a better team. That's we exactly. are a better right. team moving forward here, yes. Oh, because you got to go, don't you, Phil? I do, and I think I think if nothing else today, uh, I think we developed maybe a new business idea, Kent Herbeck's new cologne, uh, Stale Beer Breath, I think. Mm. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> trademark that. That'll be a wonderful. Push, push that out for 2024. Okay, you need to do me a favor. If you're going to do Stale Beer Breath, you got to do another odor, and you guys will know what I'm talking about. And I don't know what to – look, I have many, many friends that play the sport. They're great people. What is the hell is that odor in an NHL locker room? Oh, holy crap. What is that? Oh. I can tell you, as someone who uh, my first ever job for two years was play it again sports. Oh. It's, it's just, yeah, AJ knows, but yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's just, it's stale, sweaty, oh. damp breezers. Open up the hockey bag. Huh? Oh, oh God! I oh, I had two older brothers in hockey, and we all shared a oh. suburban. And they would leave their bags in the car. Oh, it's horrible! Ooh. I know. What is that odor? What is that from? Because baseball doesn't have that. You know, football might. I don't. I don't think so, though. <laughs> the hell it's it's mysterious or... and it is lethal. It is yes, it's terrible. <laughs> it is lethal. You're absolutely right. What are you reporting on today, Phil? What do you got cooking on the show today? Well, uh, today it's a feedback Friday on Score North, which means we go live on the uh, the Purple Daily and Score North YouTube channels between 10 o'clock and noon, mostly for people to just tell us what they think about us. Hmm. Uh, it's an, it's an op- open feedback line for people to rip us and tell us we're idiots, pretty much. That's I guess I just idiot. started that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> kicked it off early. <laughs> yeah, kicked it off early. All right, Amen. fellas, we'll have a magnificent time in Wyoming. Phil, have a great work day, and we will talk to you next week. All right, see you guys. See you, folks. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Herbeck Sports on Tom Bernard Morning Show, uh, once again presented by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Start your next memory at your favorite grocery store or convenience store today. Find a store near you at killebrewrootbeer.com. Our very special in-studio guest, Pierre Douglas, with us. Now, where, where in North Minneapolis did you grow up? Uh, 10th and James, uh, 30th and Colfax. Oh, man. So you spent no time. Those are my main two two living blocks, those two. You spent no time at all at North Commons then? No, I was a Farview Park boy. Oh, you Farview Farview all the way. But from 10th? That's a long haul. No, this was my 30th and Colfax days. Oh, 30th and Colfax, yeah. As a younger boy at Farview Park, over 30th and Colfax. High school, around that time, we moved over to 10th and James. Oh, 10th and James, yeah, yeah, okay. Which was probably two blocks, three blocks away from North High. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't go to North High because they had a daycare, and that scared me. Um, why, <laughs> the why, why, why are they having scared. babies that young? And so, <laughs> well, good, good. That's a good take. I like so, that take. Uh, I went to Cooper High School, so yeah. You went to Cooper? Yeah. That was a hall, though, wasn't it? Yeah, my mom hated it, but <laughs> my mom. So you that, didn't go to North baby. at all? No, no. You. That's too bad. I wish I would have if I'd have known that I was going to be a comedian and things like that. Because, oh, yeah. You know, it's a good place, a uh, very known high school, and just some great people came out of there. 
But I just didn't want to be a dad. Like I just I didn't want to be anywhere. <laughs> you know what, Pierre? That's very smart. You didn't want to be in that culture. The only way to avoid it. I absolutely. No, I, there wasn't kidding. another obvious no. choice. That was it. That was it. I love that, Pierre. He, he's right. There is no other choice. You get involved in a group of people, uh, and you de- tend to follow along just yeah. to kind of try to be liked and to yeah. fit in and all the rest of it. So that was there. Was yeah. very smart to say. That was you and your mother both, or just your mother? Just me. Oh, just she, you. Yeah, she didn't. She she didn't want to drive across. You know, well, not too far. Cooper's not too far. Not but, that far, no. Um, just that alone, I was like, nah, mom, I'm not doing that. I understand that. I really do. And, and again, I I've said it many many times. I went to North High School. I absolutely loved it back then. Nineteen sixty eight wasn't so great when they burned the entire neighborhood to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not the best time of my life. <laughs> I can remember that having the National Guard out in front of everybody's house and the tanks and the Jeeps and all that. It was weird. But 68 imagine. across America. I mean, mm-hmm. around the world, 68. And I'm, I'm hoping that that never happens again because that was, that was something else. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. It changed that neighborhood forever because Plymouth Avenue, before that fire, and it literally was on fire from Lindale Avenue all the way to Theodore Worth Parkway. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And people don't realize that. I mean, it was a huge fire. But before that, it was delis, it was bowling alleys, it was pool halls, it was movie theaters, it was all these magnificent business, furniture wow. stores, all that stuff, up and down Plymouth. Just Plymouth. See, I wouldn't have even you imagined never. that being there. No, from, you wouldn't you know, have known that. Yeah. I'm glad you came in and told me that because sometime we'll have to sit and talk about North Minneapolis at one time. And I do, and people think I'm kidding, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I-94 is where it is and takes that little circle. Mm-hmm. Because all the Catholics, blacks, and Jews were in North Minneapolis, and then they put a freeway around us so we couldn't get out. <laughs> you gotta so, stay right there. <laughs> you gotta stay right there, and we'll be out here. You guys all stay in there. Yeah. Now, it see that's another one of those situations where a lot of people would sit on the news and go, "Oh my God, the strife, and it was horrible, and it must have been just terrible." I said, "No." Mm-hmm. To this day, I have magnificent memory. Yeah, not not everything went great, but it never does in any neighborhood, right? Right. I look back at living in North Minneapolis as one of the happiest times of my life. Everybody was nice because we were all kind of like hanging out together. And I don't think a lot of people who grew up, like I said, out there in Whispering Acres in the rich neighborhoods, they think they're experts on all this thing, whether it's skin color or mm-hmm. culture or whatever. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. At all, no. And it bugs me, Pierre. No. It drives me nuts. Can we ever... Why don't we get people who actually grew up in those areas to talk and the rest of you shut up? How about that? I wish I wish we can do that. I, me too. I told you before we got on. I'm a realtor as well, and so <laughs> trying to sell people on this area where housing is affordable and yeah, nice yeah. housing. Nice they're, housing. They're like, I don't want to live here because of what I've heard or what I might have known to happen through you know these past couple of years. But I'm like, once you get in there and get into a community, mm-hmm. Northside's great. It's beautiful. I love the Northside. It is. What's the church on Logan there, just south of Plymouth, uh, right on Logan? Logan. I can't remember the name of the church. But they invite me to come mm-hmm. to to a service there about once a year. I'm okay. not I'm not all that religious. I don't I don't know if there's a God or not. I hope mm-hmm. there is. You know, right? Something bigger that'd be great. You've been doing right this whole time. It better be. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. But I go in that church. Uh-huh. I'm one of two, three white people in the whole church. Mm-hmm. End of the service every time they come. Everybody in the damn church gives me a hug. Thanks yeah. for coming. Really, you're supporting us, and we really it's this gratitude and happiness. Yeah. That other people, when you don't live in a neighborhood like you, have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And I really wish they would shut up. Yeah. You, so you do agree with that? Part. I agree. They should shut Good. up. And I and I love hugs. So shout out to that church uh, for giving you hugs. <laughs> oh, you should go to that church. 
Honest guys, sometimes I'll leave you my phone number. You and I should go to to a to a service there because what they do, mm-hmm. and you're gonna love this part, Pierre. They go and find homeless people, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the hell their skin color is. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. They bring them to the church. As a matter of fact, the last service I was there at, at there, there was a, a couple of guys. You could tell they were really really down in their luck. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Uh, one of them was a white guy, mm-hmm. right? And they came to get him to bring him up to do communion. And this man started crying like there was no tomorrow because yeah. it brought back memories of when he was a little boy going to commune and all that stuff. To witness something like that, the people that they say on the national news, oh, we just can't get along. It's yeah. just never going to work. Different cultures, different skin colors, different this, different that. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's all a lie to try to keep us separate because they make more money. True. That's what they, they, they support people. Because they can get their vote, mm-hmm. and then when they get the vote, they get all the money. All the money. It's just disgusting to me. Well, Pierre, I'm really glad that you came in, because you and I have never met before. Never, no. But now you're going to have to come in a lot more. I'm here, and I'll be on time <laughs> next time. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I See, I really like that now. No, Pierre, honest to God, it's, it's nice to have a, a situation like that, because mm-hmm. obviously there's not a lot. Well, by coincidence, there are coincidences in life, too. Because I didn't know you were from North Minneapolis. Yeah. I saw you were going to be on the show. Didn't know you were from North Minneapolis. On Wednesday, just two days ago, I went out to dinner and ran into three guys I hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And they all lived west of Penn Avenue on Plymouth Avenue in, in that neighborhood. And we talked forever about it and how we all loved it and how it all burned down. and yeah. this, that, But this is 40, almost 50 years later. Yeah. And the four of us stand there talking about what a great place North Minneapolis is. And I want them to shut up with how da- it's North Minneapolis is not as dangerous as the campus of University of Minnesota right now. Yeah, they're crazy up there. I don't know what's going on? They're not yeah. passing their classes or what's going right? on? Right? Yeah. Are on edge up there. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> like, yeah. God damn. You know, now you can see the white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. White people get it together. Us blacks are, are acting. We, we're doing good. No, I'm joking. No, I think it's a good no. thing to say. Damn people. No, no, it's it's great to have you in studio. So, uh, where did you where did you start comedy? Was there one club that you kind of started at? No, Twitter was my was my start. Really? Um, you know, at the time it was like 2011 or 12 or whatever, and trending topics was like the thing on Twitter, and a group of us were just on there being funny and silly. I was always funny in school, like the guy that just teased and roasted everybody. Um, and you so mean I, out in the suburbs out there? At Cooper, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> at Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was funny on Twitter, and someone said, you guys should probably try a comedy, so I'm a promoter. And she put a show together at the 400 bar over yeah, on Cedar sure. when that was around. <clears throat> yep. and, and the show happened. And I forgot my jokes I had planned to tell. And so I just kind of talked about the whole audience that night. Um, but the what what hooked me was the evoking emotion. Like, I'm making people laugh. Isn't that and they're great? enjoying me. And from there, I was hooked. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that was my start. It's just so wonderful. That, I, I mean, honestly, can you stay another 10 minutes? Yeah, for sure. All right. Pierre Douglas, ladies and gentlemen, in studio with us. He's at Laugh Camp tonight and tomorrow night, 490 Robert Street in North St. Paul. You will have a great time. Matter of fact, get over there. And he grew up in North Minneapolis, so I told you get over there. You heard me, right? They're not responding. I, they I think they heard you. Yeah. <laughs> I think they heard you. We shall take a break. Be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us, and we'll talk a little. You like talking Hollywood at all? Absolutely. Timmy's got all the good TV shows, the good movies, all that stuff. He'll be with us right after this. Tom Bernard for the Power Lodge and the world's largest Bennington pontoon dealer, Miller Marine in St. Cloud. 
Temps are up. Prices are down. We just hit 88 degrees, so Miller Marine and Power Lodge are offering hot 88 summer deals for the next two weeks only. Get a Bennington pontoon, $28,888. And as a bonus, the first eight pontoons come with a trailer for just $18.88. Finance it all for just $2.88 a month. You want something larger? Get a tri-tune starting at $43,888 or just $4.88 a month. With over 300 pontoons in stock, they've got what you need at the world's largest Bennington dealer, Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Payment terms and credit limits are subject to uh, credit approval. So come on, it's time to get serious about your throttle therapy with this uh, two-week deal. It's going on, uh, matter of fact, till tomorrow, through tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Check selection at PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. Hot summer 88 deals, hot 88 summer deals, I should say, with Bennington pontoons are now at the Lodge and Miller Marine and tell them Tommy sent you. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number 952-395-4346 for their office or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Pierre Douglas in studio. He's at the Laugh Camp Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, 490 uh, Robert Street in St. Paul. Looking forward to that. We've been talking about a lot of great stuff off the air about just... I wish people would understand the love that Pierre and I have for North Minneapolis, but you never will because you didn't live there. You didn't live there. And Pierre, uh, <laughs> I know that you're going to be at Laugh Camp, but will you tell them about the event you're doing today too? Yes. Uh, so from today, noon, until 6 p.m., I'll be over at Shiloh Temple International Ministries. Um, they're hosting a Juneteenth event. So there'll be public officials, music, food, me. Um, it'll be fun. And then um, while I'm talking, as well as tomorrow in North Minneapolis, again, on the other side of North Minneapolis, I'll be hosting another Juneteenth event from uh, 12 to 3 or something like Shorter time. Oh, shorter time. <laughs> but yeah, all weekend, we're celebrating Juneteenth in North Minneapolis and, and, and my community um, all across Broadway. Um, so if you hear this and you want to come out and enjoy free activities, free food, and just be around great people. Uh, definitely come and come out and have a good time. That's awesome. Why are you trying to make us all happy, Pierre? Damn. I I, I love to smile, <laughs> man. I love ha- I love, I love happy. It. And you know what? I do too. It's great yeah. having you in studio. We we never met before. No. This is terrific. It's a pleasure so far. No, oh. you might switch. <laughs> oh. no. It can go south though. So that's like a whitey thing. Well, so far it's so okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pierre. See, I saw that coming. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Tim Lammers now joins us. How you doing, Timmy? I'm good. I'm good, Tommy. How are you today? 
having a great time. I really am a lot of good people. It sounds like Andy just got here because he slammed the door. Works for me. That's my son, Andy, we're talking about. But in any case, we are all in studio. So, Timmy. Yes, sir. We tried a couple of new shows last night. One of them is, is shot in Tasmania, and it's a bunch of lesbian women who live in a town. And I, it, I can't remember the name of the damn thing, but it could be really. You know, you kill, you. Tim taught me something a long time ago, Pierre, that you can never judge a series by its first episode mm-hmm. because they're setting up so much stuff that it's usually not that good an episode. The right. first episode of something. Wouldn't you agree with that, Timmy? Yeah, you, yeah. You're. It, it takes you a while to get into things, doesn't it? Oh, me, it does. There, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, in my line of work, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to hook me right away, otherwise, forget it. I mean, and the yep. thing is, is that I review streaming shows every single week, so chances of finishing an actual show that I begin are, I don't know, it's probably about fifty-fifty. You know, so yeah, it needs a hook. It definitely needs a hook. And, you know, streaming is has been very successful in doing that. And I think the big reason for that is, is you know, unlike broadcast, I mean, you, you're loosening the reins a little bit, right? You're not restricted by FCC rules and you can curse if you want. And, you know, it's it just the format is, is so much looser. So I think because of that, you know, I, it, to me, unless they drop the F-bomb, it's, it's not real life because... Tom, you and I know we like dropping the F-bomb, don't What we? are you talking about? I've never used that <laughs> word in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but before we get into some streaming, let's talk about The Flash. Now, I don't know if you go to a lot of movies, Pierre. Uh, I do. But uh, a superhero guy or not? N- no, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. No. <laughs> I was going to say we yeah. We love but... your honesty. Don't worry. <laughs> right there with you, Pierre. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so so anyway, um, you know. Then I guess stay home. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean this is the sort of thing. To me, what I love about it is the the nostalgia of it. Um, what we got going on with this particular picture? It's the Flash. It's DC, um, and he has the power of speed. So he uh, finds a way to travel back in time because he lost his mother when he was very very young. So he wants to prevent the event that killed his mother. Uh, and his father was accused of killing her. So he went to jail. So he wants to prevent that, too. Um, so what he does is effectively saves her. But what by doing that, he's changing the course of history. And in the superhero world, that's a bad thing. That means that um, we might not meet some of the superheroes that worked with the f- f- Flash previously. But what we get instead is we get Michael Keaton's version of Batman. We don't get Henry Cavill's Superman, but what we get is a... Uh, Sasha Kelly, she plays uh, a version of Supergirl. So it, it's really cool. It's got this whole multiverse uh, deal, which is the rage in Marvel movies and in um, uh, DC movies now because they're simply running out of ideas, let's be honest. And so we, we have alternate timelines. What would the Flash be like in this universe or Batman in this universe? In his home universe, Ben Affleck is Batman. But now, all of a sudden, we have a situation where we we're got Michael Keaton's Batman involved. So it's a real nostalgia trip. I loved it because of that. There are a lot of surprises that I did not see coming. And, um, you know, what can I say? It, it, it is definitely worth it if you're a fan of superhero movies. 
Which I'm not. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Pierre goes, yeah. Here, wasting my time. But look, Tom, just a couple of weeks ago, I mean, Spider-Man, uh, Across the Spider-Verse. I mean, some of these movies are just, they just are feeling too old hat for me. Um, and, and so this is a good thing. I mean, I think Across the Spider-Verse is a good movie. But again, it's just more of the same. And... It's more of the same here with The Flash. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10, though, on the Lamometer, which is my rating scale up here. I like it. And, um, and uh, what the reason for that is is just because I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I mean, I grew up with the Michael Keaton Batman. So that was really cool, seeing him come back and seeing him on the big screen again. Okay. I could see that, absolutely. So what's so, new on television? You got something on television that I should be watching because I need something. I do. I do. And and, uh, I have to mention this specifically. Good timing, Pierre and Tom, because I heard you talking about church earlier. There's a show that's streaming on Max and airing on HBO called The Righteous Gemstones. Right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's into its third season. Its third season starts on Sunday. And it's about this mega church in the South where... John Goodman plays a pastor and Danny McBride is the heir apparent to the empire that they built. But they're all a bunch of snake oil salesmen. You know, they're you know, hucksters who are really trying to make <laughs> they a are. Of what they are doing. And they've done really, really well. So for this particular season, um, the reins are handed to not only Danny McBride's character, but he has uh, some siblings and they're constantly squabbling and trying to figure out how the church is run. But you got those great actors in the piece, but you also have Walton Goggins who plays baby Billy Freeman, who Love is him. the king of the hucksters. And he's always trying to baby Billy's health elixir that will cause that will um, cure the COVIDs and the flus. And <laughs> He doesn't even know how to say it right, you know, Um, but he is so incredibly talented as an actor. And you already know this, Tom, Um, but he is very funny as a comedic actor because I've seen him on shows like Justified and and stuff like that. And in some Quentin Tarantino movies. And he's a hell of a dramatic actor. But God, is he really, really funny in this, as is Danny McBride. Again, uh, these... uh, Pastors are trying to be look to be upstanding citizens, but behind the scenes, it's the f bombs are flying fast and furious. So, I think it's a really funny show. I've actually seen all of season three right away. It holds up with the other two seasons, so check it out. That's on Max. And uh, also, I just have to plug quickly directconversations.com. I interviewed John Goodman and Walton Goggins for this season's uh, episodes. So. Man, I tell you, man, I love Walton Goggins. He I do such too. A great interview, isn't he, yep. Tom? Oh, he's he's as good as it gets. He can be very funny and he can be very scary. Oh God, no kidding, yep. no kidding. It's and true. in this case, he's very funny. He's got this white wig on, and it oh, looks God. like he's wearing veneers. <laughs> but the dude actually does have a million dollar <laughs> smile for real. He does. It's That's true. Really cool. But he's got these tinted glasses, and the way he doesn't appear till episode three of this season but his appearance is one of the best series intros that i've seen in a long time you know we've seen him before in the last couple seasons but this one is really really funny so i do my loop uh interviews for looper.com but i do link up to it on directconversations.com so i'm glad to hear thank you timmy yeah thank you and also a quick shout out to mike bryant my sponsor 
Who? Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury seeking justice for the injured Michael Bryant? Is that who you're saying? That's what I'm saying, because I'm sure Michael is listening. Michael listens every show. He's a huge, unlike you folks in the studio. All right, Pierre, we got to get you. We got to get you rehabilitated and seeing some superhero movies, man. The (laughs) early ones are great. They're great. I watched the Spider-Man with the little black boy the other day. Did you like it? No, it was terrible. Oh, he's into the Spider-Verse? You didn't like that? With Miles? No, they had the recliner chairs. I went to sleep. Oh, did you see it in theaters? You went to the new one? Oh, did you see the first one, though? That's probably terrible, too. Oh, stop. No, I'm I'm being funny. (laughs) I just threw a pen. I'm so sorry if that came near you. I love that. It's just too complex for me. It is really going to show you that Mm -hmm. Hey man, <laughs> Pierre, you got to see the Lammer meter is named after my name. I like Lammers, that. Lammers, uh, you know. Yeah. So the 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 Piero meter or the Douglas O meter, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to rate that. That's just going to show you uh-huh. how these superheroes are putting you to sleep. So hey man, if it puts you to sleep, it's got to be low on the, the Piero meter. Yeah, there's hasn't been a good one since the Batman Dark Knight. Ooh, that's yeah. actually a, oh, that's a strong statement. That's a for me. That's yeah. a pretty strong statement. Yeah. yeah. Other when than you that, get a movie and Tom, I know you even saw that one with with Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It, no, I absolutely. Yeah. I thought I agree with you guys. That was a good one. I, I love that. There. Taps into a darkness yeah. that is like insanely yeah. intense. So, and what that does is it sets the bar so damn it's high. high. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. Pales by comparison. Yeah. So I'm glad you like that one at least, Peter. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And Black Panther, of course. No, well, of no. course. Yeah. Wakanda Forever, they say. Wakanda Forever was a terrific movie yeah. as well. So oh, it was yeah, terrible at yeah. first. Too. There's some good stuff. <laughs> Actually, it took me a long time to get to that. It's rough. I know. I know. That one, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, you know. And then I was like, what? I'm, I'm just not into this. Yeah. I'm only getting yeah. movie recommendations from Pierre because it's same. only bad. Dials in. I love how critical you are, <laughs> and that's rare. Yeah. Plus, well, maybe you were looking for a nap, yeah, so maybe like that might to be. make the announcement. Then Pierre's taking over the movie review slot. <laughs> movie reviews from now on. It's and Pierre, Pierre and I are going to shoot our own movie. It's called Mixed Race Panther. <laughs> yeah, it's be oh, unbelievable. God. I'm not going to watch that. It sounds like it's going to be a multiverse from the '60s and then back to the '20s or oh, the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. 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 from the '60s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was confused who was going to be in the '60s. Yeah, not me. Unless I get an afro, uh, <laughs> some pork chop sideburns. Oh yeah, get a little afro yeah. going. Now we're talking. And it takes exclusively <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. hey, nice to meet you, you uh, Pierre, yes, and. You other folks in the studio, I've had a good conversation with Pierre today. You know, I learned Absolutely. a lot about it. Absolutely. There you go, Tim. We're having Pierre in a so lot much. more often, I can tell you <laughs> that. you slugs. All right, Timmy, thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great weekend, and Tommy, we'll talk on your podcast next Tuesday. Sounds great. Tuesday, we'll talk to you. Right, thank you very much. i got to try Pierre, what do you got to go? you got to be somewhere at 1 o'clock? I have to get my girlfriend's mom from the airport at 1045. So oh, you got to go. Damn it. Okay. I was hoping you could stay for a few more minutes. But yeah, she, she's fine. Well, no, you got to pick her up on time. Don't you're not going to make me the bad guy here. Uh, Tom made me. She's no. flying Southwest, so they probably won't be on time. No, you. Don't. Am I going to get in trouble for that? I hope not. But that's no, true. I just, I just, can you stay till like quarter? We love after your honesty. Yeah, 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 we're good. Because we're going to start another show. We, I do a show with my family after this. Oh, of course. So I'd love to introduce you to my family. Yeah. You got to go, though, don't you? Yeah, I got a baby at home. I've... Baby at home. So when you said that there's a nap in your future, I go, I would go to that movie right now <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there you go. Just to get a nap. Yeah, oh, I'd pay big money to just yeah. sleep in public for two hours. All right, we're going to be back in about 10, 15 minutes. We're going to do the family podcast, and Pierre will be on for about the first five, 10 minutes before he's got to go to his next deal. But, uh, Pierre, it's great having you in. Thank Honestly, you. Guys, Thank you. Northside guy. That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. Great See, show, Tom. Want to tell you how decent people are in North Minneapolis? Why are you looking at me like I? Because you do people I... don't believe me. That's why. He uh, groups you with you people. No, oh, I know. You people. You people. I love like I that. I have this like big statement against anything. Oh, I hate you all. Two years I ago, I was you people. Now it's you. Oh. Yeah, see, now it's a different you people. Yeah. Fine, I guess I'll be you people. All right, we'll Just be get back. Get me in, home. We'll be back in a few minutes with the family podcast.